ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Insta family series where we are discussing how to have a Christ-centered family. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, be sure to share with your friends and family. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have my sister-in-law, Kyla, and we have Britton here as well. (laughs) And we'll be bringing you uh, the podcast today. Uh, Today, we are starting a new series called Insta Family. And Pastor Steve Petty brought us the message today and just going over what it looks like, uh, what the Bible says about uh, being a Christ-centered family. And I wanted to kick it off with uh, just asking you guys, do you have any any just unique names that you have in your family for either grandparents or parents, uh, anything that come to mind? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I'll just share kind of what we called my parents and grandparents and my, my grandparents were always Papa and Graham, uh, on my mom's side and my dad's side, there was, uh, uncle Bob and, and grandma baby bird. We called her grandma baby bird. No cause she, yep. Yep. Cause All she right. had a bird named baby bird. So Aww. we would just call her grandma baby bird. Wow, sweet. <laughs> I call mother mother, and I call. You call her hen, don't you? Yeah, mother hen, because she's hen. just a little hen. And then uh, I call my dad padre. So, yeah. and every year for every holiday, I always get him a card that says padre in it, and I don't obviously know anything else that it says because it's all in Spanish. So <laughs> I'm always like, but it says padre. So who knows what that card Perfect. actually says? Sorry for your loss. I know. Like you. <laughs> so that's what I call him. So. But yeah, and, and none of us speak Spanish, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> As, and my family call my dad uh, Dabadoo, and so the, <laughs> the the grandkids call him Dabadoo from I don't know if I guess like Yabba Dabadoo yeah. from like the Flintstones, and so that's um, cute. And then um, I call him Paco sometimes. I don't know. I, love where that. I, I don't know where that came from, but it just yeah, <laughs> yeah. stuck. Um, and then. Yeah, I think that's it. I call my grandma Nana, which is pretty normal. Um, Remy calls her other grandpa Honey because he, she always heard, you know, her oh, grandma her refer grandma to him as Honey. honey. So like, oh, Honey, do you want this? And so she calls him Honey, and it is so cute. That's it's like adorable. the cutest nickname. It really yeah. is adorable. That's Anyways. awesome. Um, so getting into the, the sermon today, um, I think he did a good job kicking it off of just, you know, how that we can look at the Bible and what the Bible says about being a family and how, you know, what what the values are surrounding that and uh, what the importance is uh, being a, a follower of Christ and how we can help to lead our families and just be, be examples to our families. And so, um, you know, as we can see, you know, one of the scriptures he, he referenced was, uh, you know, being imitators of, of Christ. Mm. And, you know, how, how does that, how, how have you seen that in your family or how do you hope to, to emulate and that in your family as being an imitator of Christ so that your family can follow suit? Um, you know, I feel like I had a very um, amazing, you know, set, a set of parents um, that set an example. Um, so every, you know, from simple things like I would watch them, you know, pray and read their Bible together every single morning mm. and um, just our obvious active involvement in the church, serving the community, um, I see it mostly now as I play it out with my daughter. Mm. So those things that I was taught young, I just naturally am doing just because I was already taught, right. you know, set that example, which was really cool. 
Um, and, but I, I will say messages like this also make me feel like, am I doing it enough? You know, it auction, mm. it's an accountability for sure. So it's like, I'm, you know, after listening to you, I'm thinking like, what, you know, am I doing it enough? Right, you know, like right. it, it's, it's definitely a challenge too. Yeah. I think it's natural for children and, and kids to emulate their parents because it's the people they see the most mm-hmm. in life. And so just for instance, I was, I was drinking chocolate milk recently and I drink my chocolate milk with a spoon. I, I sip up every sip with a spoon really? down to the last sip. That's weird. And it's so weird. <laughs> and I never thought about it. And my wife was like, "What do? You, why do you do that? Like, and I was like thinking, why do I do this? I was like, well, to me, it just tastes better this way. And then I was like, oh, my dad did this. My dad, uh, okay. just subconsciously, really? my dad, that's how he drank his chocolate milk. And I just followed suit. It's just like, that's oh, that's, so, interesting. so as a kid, I just picked that up subconsciously. I was not because my dad that I do it. I really think it tastes better that way, but it's because I saw him do that, that I even did it in the first place. So going into uh, spiritual practices and whatnot, I mean, that's, I saw my mom every morning with her Bible at the, at the, I don't know, am I allowed to say butt crack of dawn? Is that okay? <laughs> right? Sure. At the first you already, thing, you first already thing did. The, yeah, well, I said it, so it's out now. First thing in the morning with her Bible, and same whenever I was with my grandparents, just my, my, my grandpa and grandma were so devout in their in their scripture and their prayer and and um, making that the first thing they did to set the tone for their day. And so I think it's incredibly important to do that because as we, if we're emulating Christ, it's a really great thing to emulate. Mm-hmm. And if our kids are going to emulate us, I mean, gosh, that's a pretty safe way to go if you're, yes. if you're emulating Jesus. Yeah. He even, you know, posed the question, um, you know, where did you learn to pray? And so, you know, mm, if, yeah. if we're learning it from, you know, our families and um, our parents, like that's, that's very good. But a lot of people don't have that uh, example in the home. And so, you know, how can we be brothers and sisters that help to, you know, lead that example? And he talked about being in the church, um, you know, being the the youth director here as well. Mm. And so, you know, being, you know, example for that, but he did give you a little bit of a uh, reprieve, little, yeah. little grace saying, you know, it's <laughs> not the youth director's job uh, to, to raise the kids basically. When right? I said yeah. that, I leaned over to Nina. I said, preach. <laughs> like, Amen. I will uh-huh. say though, I have, you know, amazing parents and a whole, you know, all of my family members, extended family are followers of Christ, but the impact that the church made in my life, right. the youth ministry, mm. um, and not to, not to uh, <laughs> hold the you, back but on, yeah. to put the pressure back on you. But I will say, I mean, that really, I mean, that really uh, solidified my faith in yeah. Christ was my relationship with our youth ministry growing up, um, yeah. the active involvement. Like I loved being at church because I loved um, my connection with uh, that youth ministry right. um, in church. So no, I mean it speaks volumes too. And I'm not taking I'm not taking the the easy <laughs> way for for sure because I I remember even thinking back to when I was entering Southeastern and I had to write this paper on my my faith journey and and it had a lot to do with my family, but there was a whole portion in it that was geared towards my youth pastor at the time. Yeah. It was up in North Carolina, and it was like this man. If not for him, my my parents were incredible. My grandparents were incredible. But if not for him, I don't know if I'd be going to Southeastern. Right. I don't know if I'd be going into ministry just because he. I got to see what he did and the lives he changed. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely an incredible honor for me to do it. But mm-hmm. to echo, I am. It, it's up to you, parents, to parent <laughs> and to lead and, and to to, right. to, yeah. to lead yes. your kids. So so I, I'm happy to be a part of that. Though yeah. so honored and happy to be a part. Yeah, and one of the the uh, Bible verses he referenced today was from Deuteronomy six six and seven. And it reads, uh, these commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
Um, and that paints like just such a, a good picture of, you know, the, the, there's a quote that, you know, good values are easier caught than taught. Mm. And so I think a lot of times when we, when we think about this stuff, we try to impress it through just, you know, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing, or yeah. just like, you know, this is the way to, that you should do things. This is what you should read your Bible make sure that you're doing this. But if they never, if the kids never see you doing it, like right. it's never, it, it's, it's much harder to go through that way. And so mm. when you think about they're they're going to imitate you, they're going to look at you as an example. And so what example are you mm-hmm. doing? And are you reading your Bible? Avery and I talked about this the other day is like, how often do the kids really see us reading um, our Bibles? And, you know, it's so much easier to, after dinner, sit down and put on a Netflix show. Yeah. And so, like, we we are struggling with that, but we're trying to, you know, set some goals for, you know, how can we at least just a portion of our day make sure that we're doing that, make sure that we're sitting down with our Bible, maybe, you know, including them as they want to uh, in that kind of Bible study um, but at least just being that example, being that, you know, image that they can emulate. And so, um, but yeah. That's a great point too, because you maybe have your time, maybe early in the morning where the kids aren't around. And, and that's nice because you get away, you kind of have your quiet time, but but I think it's important for them to see it. I think mm-hmm. that is that is a really good point that that actually seeing you and not just hearing about, oh, well, I, you know, I read my Bible every day. You should read, you should too. Like including them, I think would be an awesome, awesome way to do that. That's That's a really good point. Yeah. And so he also brought up the impact that fathers have. And so uh, the verse that he read from was, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, he kind of said, you know, what's the best way to, well, so I looked up exasperate as well. So, um, the definition. <laughs> yeah, just, just to make sure we're on the same page, you know. Thank you, please. Yeah. Um, so, uh, irritated or annoyed, especially to the point of injudicious action. Mm. And so, um, have a d- definition wow. of judicious. <laughs> but the, the, way that, the way that he said it was um, the best way that you can do that, you know, is to be inconsistent. So, how important is consistency in making sure that you don't, you know, cause your children to be confused or irritated or, you know, annoyed is that you be consistent, you know, like, like he said, it's that, that example of do as I say, not as I do. And that Mm. just, that screams so much inconsistency for kids and, you know, uh, learning that, but, uh, specifically, you know, how do you guys see, uh, father's roles in the church and, uh, Kyla, can you, you know, speaking to, to you and, you know, being able to be a single mom Mm -hmm. raising, uh, your, your child, how is that? And, um, yeah. How do you see that impacting? Um, well, I think definitely, I mean, for one, you know, my daughter has a lot of, uh, she she has an amazing dad and she has um, also amazing men in her life mm. that, um, so she's lucky with that. But I do will say like for, for me, whenever I have her by myself and I'm, you know, which is all the time, you know, <laughs> I'm home um, and it's, it's definitely a call out. I think it's easy for me to get into the rhythm of just being like, you know, you know, it's a, it's a lot, it's exhausting. You know, you're doing everything, whether it's like, you know, taking the school homework, you know, dinner time, bath time, all of it's on you. Um, it's really easy. Like you said, to turn on Netflix at the end of the day, like, you know, I've worked all day, I'm tired. Um, so it, it takes a lot to, you know, really get into that consistent mode where you're, you're sitting down and you're spending that quality because it is quality time that you're spending with them, reading the Bible at night and praying in addition to teaching them. Mm, Um, so for me, it's definitely something that I think it's easy to make an excuse while I'm a single mom, 
you know, I'm tired. I have, I have this going on, that going on. Um, but it's, it's one that, you know, I think can be overplayed too. not mm. saying that it's not exhausting, but we need, you know, I need to hold myself to that standard, sure. um, that I think we hold what we would call like a nuclear family because either way she's, she's going to learn from it, whatever, you know, whatever I show her. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's definitely a challenge though. It was hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it is interesting that, that the Bible kind of point, like kind of almost singles out men, like in that scripture, I never really thought about that before, but I do think there's this, there's this idea that, that women give birth. And, and so, it, I mean, just to make an example, if you've come across a single dad, it seems to be a little more shocking. You're like, wait, yeah, oh my gosh, you're a single dad. And the, the, the mom's not around like, whoa. Yeah. And I think it's because there's always been this mindset, like the children come from the woman. So like, it's like their main responsibility mm-hmm. and it's almost more easily accepted when there's not a dad in the picture. It makes more sense to uh-huh. us. It's just crazy to me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like it, they're those children. These children are just as much the part of the dad as they are part of the, the, the woman. So like uh, as a part of the mother. So I think it's, it was very cool of him to, to point that out that this is saying men like, and not only, Hey, look at what scripture says, but also look at the statistic. And again, he did it not to offend anybody specifically single moms because what single moms do is incredible. It really is so incredible. It's heroic. And mm-hmm. and I even my wife, like she, I'm, I'm telling her just as she's carrying our child, I'm like, you are my superhero. Like it, it is incredible. But um, the I think men need to be held accountable. We need to be held accountable to have an impact on these kids' lives and to be that father figure and to, um, especially when there's a statistic attached to it. That's so so clear that there's that there's something wrong when when the man is not in the picture. And I get, it was mostly just from, it was done from incarcerated people, right? So it was, it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a portion of a statistic, but, but so I just think it, it speaks volumes how important that relationship is to have both the mom and, and dad around and, and making an impact and the children seeing the mom and dad do the things that they're talking about and preaching as well. So. And I do think it was like a challenge what, you know, when he was talking about like with the, we talked about the youth group and how that's an impact too. Like, right. I think we can surround, you know, single moms with, with other yeah, positive with resources. Men and, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's not something that's intended to do alone. Right. So absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think, yeah, just looking at the family and how crucial the roles are for both having a father and a, a mother in the home. Mm-hmm. And we can see that when it, when the families don't look like that, there are, you know, ripple effects, you know, indirect effects that, that take course along the, the child's life and everything. And so um, just having that and being being a source of that in the church, because we're going to have broken families. Families look a lot different now. And we're going to have, like he said, you know, children have gone through trauma. Maybe the, the father's there, but, you know, he's just not present. And mm, so there's just way, yeah. way, um, there, there's just so many different uh, aspects of, of being a family, being a, a tight, cohesive family that the church can assist with and not to replace, but it is something that we can, can be an, uh, um, just a, uh, a con- consistent source for children that are going through, um, you know, difficult times in their life. Um, and um, now, is there anything else during the sermon that, that stood out to you today uh, as we wrap up here? Yeah, I loved his um, breakdown of how, like, how do we do this? Because that's the first question. How do, we, how do we do this right? And he said two words, words and actions. Teach them how to, how to live, how to carry yourself, and then do it. Like, you have mm-hmm. to also back that up with action, with doing it. And, and how he, he related that to Jesus teaching his disciples first. Here's how we are to live. Here's how we are to serve people. 
And then they would, they would go out and do those things. And sometimes the disciples would hear the teaching, see Jesus do it and be like, what are you doing? You don't want to talk to that person. You don't want to, and then he's like, you're not just listening to the teaching. Like, this is what we're going to do. And he, he did. And when we say act out, it's not faking. It's, it's just putting words to action. And, and he did what he taught them. And I think that's brilliant. Just take the Bible for what it says, teach it, and then, and then go out and actually do it. I think the whole message was simple, right? I mean, it's a basic, you know, concept, obviously. Um, but for me, hearing it, something that I know that I should do, like, so it, it was just such a good reminder today on my role as a parent. Um, for you, Britt, you know, obviously you're going to be a parent, you know, right. it's good to hear it. But like when now that I'm in the parent mode, I so needed to hear this today. And even though it's such basic, you know, like, you know, you know, act how you want her to act, you know, or him to act. But mm. um, yeah, it was a, it was a good message for me personally yeah. to, to hear it, a good reminder. So. Yeah. And one thing that uh, I just thought about today is, um, you know, how a lot of my friends or a lot of uh, my generation is waiting longer to have mm. kids, late waiting longer to start a family and, you know, that can be for selfish reasons or other reasons, you know, wanting to get ahead and work or, you know, not seeing the family as something that is crucial in their lives. And I think what the church can do is to, you know, be an example of what a, you know, full family can look like, what it looks like to, to be a, um, you know, positive family in the community, in the church, and have that be something that other people look at and, you know, want, and it's something that is attractive to others rather than just, you know, complaining about your family or, you know, I can't travel because of, you know, my kids or whatever, which is kind of the default mode a lot of times now, which, um, you know, is an example of, you know, a negative family. And so, um, that was something that I, I think that, um, the church can, can be the forefront of is just yeah. having people look at the families that are in the church and want to emulate them, want to, want to be like them and want to, you know, experience that, that, that gift that, that is being a family. Um, so I'm excited to hear what the rest of the series holds and kind of dive into what the Bible says a little bit more about the family. Um, but until next time, we will see you uh, next week. Have a good one. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs>